Chris, are you a lefty too? No, I'm a righty. Oh, okay. Righty. Um, Ninety point nine, the bridge on air host. How do I say host of the Z Show? Yeah, that's perfect. And and Z Show is was it actually for Generation Z? Yeah. Oh, I didn't make that connection until this I did. Like as soon as you said Z Show, it's like, but that's Generation Z. I thought it was some cool like slang hipster something that I just didn't know about. Right, big city, yeah. Kansas City, how you feeling? Welcome to Center Cuts, episode number 23. I'm your host, Patrick Spray. I remember to say that today. We are here with Skylar Rochelle from 90.9 The Bridge, on-air host of The Z Show. How are you doing, Skylar? Good, how are you? Well, I'm winded already. We usually talk for like half an hour before the show starts. <laughs> yeah. We are excited to be also back in the home of Chris Mowry. Chris, what's up? How's it going? It's it's weird now. We're like three people in a row in person. Mm, yeah, um, we're all vaccinated, yes, nodding our heads. Absolutely. Everybody, we're feeling safe, yep. and we again are just fired up to have you, Skyler. And I, I guess I can say this. I hope I didn't take you away from our partner Michelle Bacon um, because she's oh. been interviewing some fabulous women in Kansas City, and when we ran into each other a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. at the Shuttlecocks swap meet yes i thought gosh i'd I'd really like to talk to scott and i bet she's leaving soon to go to school so i kind of just swooped in and said let's make this happen uh (laughs) it's okay (laughs) hope there's no bad blood with michelle i love michelle bacon i'm sure it's fine and she loves you that's what i'm saying you know i may have just just crushed that dream (laughs) um but we're excited to have you today you do a lot of different things we talked a little bit off air again you've recently started an internship yeah, so I'm about five months into um, an internship over with Keeled Scales, which is a uh, record label based in Austin, Texas. Great. Yeah. We'll get into that. We talked a little bit about your work with uh, Melted Magazine. That's out of D.C.? Yes, it is. Out of, it's a publication out of D.C. They do like interviews, music reviews, and like take photos at concerts. It's Good. a pretty cool Good. spot. And then, obviously, you've got a pretty large role with Manor Records, and I just... I'm trying to remember the first time we met. I think it was probably with Calvin. It was. Calvin was playing um, that fest. It's a Briar out. Fest? Yes, it was Briar Fest. About this time, like 2019, yeah. like June of 2019. It's been a minute. Um, and so we'll dive into all of that here in just a little bit. We like to start with the calendar. And as Chris and I mentioned, you know, it doesn't have to be music related, but... What's what's on your list of things to do, especially before... When do you leave to go to school again? I leave August 21st. So you've got about five weeks I know. to do whatever you want to do in the big city yeah what's what's on your radar what's well, cooking let's see okay well so um let me get out my by the way scholar's here. organized she, she may be the first one actually to have uh, some notes on the calendar Aaron had notes too he oh that's go. true he pulled them up yeah let's not dismiss mr rhodes sorry <laughs> we're both prepared that's because um. you're young <laughs> i am really looking forward to uh, we recently reinstated the Z Showcase, yeah. which is, um, you know, I put on a show on the last Wednesday of every month um, to like, it's over at uh, Mockingbird Lounge. Great. It's a great time. It's from 8 to 10. And this month is 
on Wednesday, July 28th with Sam Wells, who is just fantastic. Love her. I've never seen her perform solo, so I'm like really looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah. And Manor's been doing those those showcases every Wednesday, like the Songbirds. Yes. But yours is the, the special one, yes. end of the month. And it's really wonderful because Sean and Manor Records help out with putting those on, especially when I'm going to be out of town, which is like, I'm super thankful for that. Great. Um, but yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Is that... That's not your first It's not the show. first one back. The first one back was last month, which was Daniel Gum, which was oh, a really right. good time. Except yeah. it rained a little bit, so we had to move everything inside. Um, his, I, you know, his album last year was really one of my favorites. We don't really talk a lot mm-hmm. about local releases on the show, but we can really do whatever we want. I, it blew me away. I, I haven't had a chance to see him live yet. I've seen some like live stream things, but really want to feel his energy. Uh, and Sam as well. I'd love to see her solo. I think every time it's been with a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah, I good know. job. You're picking some good ones. And then will you continue to do those while you're in school? Yes. Did not mean to have that happen, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, it's it's my ride. Okay, so you'll continue to do that while you're. Yeah, it's really great because the folks at Manor Records, like Sean Crowley and Wayne Moods, will continue to um, put those on when I'm gone, which awesome. is really nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Anything else? Um, yeah, of course. This Saturday, which, you know, um, they're at the Replay Lounge, Oxford Remedy, Quiet Takes, and Late Night will be performing. I haven't really heard of Late Night, but Quiet Takes and Oxford Remedy are folks that I've been meaning to see live for quite a while. So. And Sarah McGill from Quiet yes. Takes, that Wanted Dirty Windshield remix that The Bridge was playing for a while is freaking phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah, I'd love to see her... Um, and the EP itself is awesome too, but that's a, just a groovy version. I think she did that with Achilles, with the guy from Achilles. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Produce that. Yeah, she's got some incredible stuff. So that's this Saturday at Replay. Yes. It okay. Is. Okay. Yes. And lastly, non-music related, um, my cousin from Atlanta, Georgia is coming in town tomorrow. Wow, huge. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so what's like the Rochelle tour? Like if you have someone coming in, oh, what are your like go-tos? We hit all the stops, you know? That's um, what I'm saying. What do we need to know? <laughs> my, my cousin actually really enjoys this one shop on the plaza mm-hmm. uh, called better cheddar it's like a cheese yeah oh sure yeah, you've been there sure. okay very nice sure. my mom used to work there like way back in the day so. okay it's been there forever yeah it really has been um so we're definitely gonna hit that up we're gonna hit up mockingbird for um vanity plates show great which i'm really pumped for okay um probably hit up the nelson yep yes just like spend some good quality time and she's just here for like the rest of the week yeah she'll be here for like for about a week, which is really nice because we haven't seen her in a few years. So, um, I'm going to throw out right now, not to bust out, interrupt Chris, because I just let him talk about Lemonade. Um, just, we had been doing some shows at Second Presbyterian by Axwa at 55th and Brookside. Really? It's Jessica, a great space. Yeah, Jessica Page will be there for free tomorrow. And then the Black Creatures are partnering with um, Casey Streetcar with the Art in the Loop series down at the City Market. No and that's Thursday at about... Five, they'll start. So if okay. you want to see some free, all ages live music stuff, yes, and you know, and then Kadesh is at with New Black City at Lemonade Park on Friday. If wow. she's a music fan, oh yes, definitely. <laughs> and Marcus Lewis and we the people at Rajmahal on Saturday. So, sorry, Chris. Yeah, what's, no, what's going on with you, buddy? <laughs> that Rajmahal one, I really wish I I wasn't working. I would definitely go to that. Um, Aaron's putting on some incredible 
performances out there. I mean, yeah. really eclectic, solid lineups. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, well, something that just happened this past weekend, uh, I finally got to go to the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Cool. Which is on State Line. I uh, wish it was, you know, not on State Line and like somewhere downtown, but it, that's where it's at. On the dark side or yeah. on the cool side? Uh, on the cool side. Great. Um, and uh, I got to see uh, a buddy of mine, Sam Talent. Uh, he opened for Kyle Kinane at Record Bar. Uh, he wrote this really great book called Running the Light. It is a very Gonzo-esque uh, trip through the life of a comedian, or basically a few days of a comedian um, who used to be kind of famous and then has fallen off and is now just a road dog and is doing all sorts of uh, illicit substances and things. And uh, it's a great it's a great book. Um, it's really done well. He printed it himself and is doing everything himself. And it's really, really good. Looking at that cover, Chris, I mean, it's total... <laughs> What Ralph Steadman, yeah, Hunter S's illustrator style, kinda, yeah, um, and it is, uh, it's so good, it's so well written, and you're just like, this guy's a comedian, you're like, yeah, he pretty much nails it. Wow, um, it's really, really good. Um, so check that out if you're a if you're a book reader. I did the audio book. Um, it's called Running the Light. Um, otherwise, um, this will be when is this coming out? 27th. Yeah, we have a couple week thing here to squeeze Skyler around. I'm going to go out of town next week. So Okay, so um, let's do August then. August 11th at uh, Lemonade Park, we are showing the Muppet movie. Yeah. Uh, so that'll <laughs> be awesome. That's awesome. Uh, August 14th, Jorge Arana Trio. Mm-hmm. Um, Via Luna is on that one as well. Uh the 18th this is one we've talked about on the podcast before Erga Music War uh, oh yeah is showing out there uh, and then uh, good friends in uh, Blacklight Animals and Freedom Affair are playing on the 21st at Lemonade Park oh really um, and there is have you announced that I don't think I've seen probably that probably not <laughs> <laughs> whoops um, it's definitely <laughs> happening I, they keep we keep talking about cool. it uh, so what's that date Chris I'm gonna write that down that is the 21st of August of August yes okay. Great. Um, yeah uh, yeah I know that announcing is getting a little hectic uh, <laughs> because there's record bar and lemonade park and mini bar stuff announcing and it's basically just Steve doing all that so um Bear with him. <laughs> can't can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. And as far as staffing, because again, oh, last geez. weekend, our, Calvin had a show at mm-hmm. Lemonade that was rained out, so we moved indoors mm-hmm. to Record Bar. Yeah. So I feel like I've seen Chris every day. Yep. Um, and was just talking you know, with staff a little bit how that's working. You're trying to basically amp it up to three places with Minibar now in a hurry. And just even getting the information about the events out, we were... Talking yep. off air about some other things, just artists not necessarily being able to promote. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and August, a lot of exchange I, emails. I think late in August is when Mini Bar will reopen upstairs. Great. Um, so. Okay, we it's got exciting. yeah, we've got a date in October. Yeah, for Jaden Xavier, I'm looking here just a couple things, and again, this won't come out, but um, next Wednesday, July 21st, there's going to be a memorial at Knuckleheads. For the artist Joe Michelon, who passed away, Joe was a very well-known uh, Hammond B3 and saxophonist, stretching from groups like 
the Blue Rhythm Band, to the elders, to mm-hmm. cannot say enough about this man's just incredible impact, not only in Kansas City, but really around the world. And uh, his son and his family, they are putting on a benefit. They've got some great artists lined up at Knuckleheads. I, I'll be traveling to Seattle that day, but if you get a chance to go out there and pay respects, there's a, there's a Facebook group in his memorial that's a really beautiful, just celebration of it. a lot of Kansas City history and a lot of life. Um, and then that same week, I feel it's, I told, it's less is more takeover weekend at Lemonade Park. Yeah. He's got Orchestra del Sol Sol with Dream Girl. I'd love to see that on Friday. And then he's got his less is more in the goats and Sam Wells on mm-hmm. Saturday. Maybe that's something for you to hit too against Skylar before you leave. Yes. Um, and we've talked a little about Raj Mahal. They really just have some incredible shows. Um, I know True Lions are going to be at the Black Box July 30th. And we had a really great experience there a couple of weeks ago. And maybe the last one I'll mention, well, two things. Um, the Black Creatures, because this will be coming out, or have their show at Lemonade Park on August 7th. We were able to um, get Janelle Monet's guitarist on board, Kalendo wow. Parker's his name, to perform with us. We also have um, the Creepy Jingles. And we're working on a fourth artist I'm really excited about that I wish I could confirm, but we're thinking it's going to be a really special night. Kalindo is an amazing, unreal guitarist. Um, his music is more in the vein of like the Black Keys or Cheap Trick. And one other little trivia fact, his uncle is Maceo Parker, and I'm just a huge James Brown fan and have been following him forever. So he's going to try to do some mentoring work with some kids here in Kansas City. He does that cool. in Denver. Mm-hmm. And that same week, Chris, is also that Cowtown Ballroom documentary we were talking yep. about last time. There's a slew of events here this next week and a half. There's uh, a slew of events for the next four months. For Cowtown Ballroom? No, just oh, for just, everything. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, everything. Well, they're going to again show that documentary that Joe Hay made. And yes. um, they're actually doing a showing in the ballroom, like without air conditioning. They're doing a show downstairs. There's going to be a showing at Lemonade Park. And... Um, also really excited for the Wilco show mm. that's been rescheduled now a year later with Slater Kinney. <laughs> yeah, I wow. actually have tickets on the floor for that, so I'm yeah. curious what that's going to shake out like. But Yeah, Devin just texted me about that, and she's like, hey, is Liam going to be playing that? And I'm like, yeah, most definitely. And oh, really? she goes, uh, are we getting tickets? I'm like, there's no way we're getting tickets. <laughs> it's been sold out for like over a year and a half now. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. He just released a new single today. He did, Yeah, yes. I love it. Very good one. Um... I think that's it. Back to Center Cuts. We are still here with Skylar Rochelle, and we had a little time going over our calendar. I think we're all winded. I mentioned to Skylar, too, 
I had I had listened and watched the podcast you did with Aaron for Shuttlecock. When did we clarify that was like last November? Yes. In the depths of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed the conversation, learning a little bit about you. And then I want to say maybe this was this past April, there was an article in the Shawnee Mission Post. Yes, correct. Okay, not the high school paper, which is, by the way, very highly regarded. <laughs> yes. Um, and learn a little bit more. So I'm going to do my best not to go back and make you repeat everything you've already said or had put in print. <laughs> but, and we talked about it too. I guess I kind of know you through your mother being a fan of Calvin. Yes. Meeting at Briarfest. Ashley is a big fan of Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> like, Insane. She's got the socks, Calvin's socks. Yes, oh yes. The spe- She's got a tote <laughs> this bag. Designer Chris designed. She's all yes. decked out. So your family's from Kansas City, Kansas? or Yeah, I would say so. My uh, my mom's actually from Atlanta, but then like moved here when she was super young. Um, and then my dad's from Cincinnati, but has lived here most of his whole life. So Okay. Kansas City born and raised, okay. definitely. Went to Shawnee Mission Public Schools. Um, I did, yes. Got I'm you. Too. I'm back to you. Okay, Forget nice. about your parents. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> You're done. Too, but, uh... <laughs> no, I love you, actually. Don't worry. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to um, uh, Shawnee Mission East for high school, Indian Hills for middle school. They're I'm... like 64th and Mission, Indian yes, Hills? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Right along Mission, and then Westwood View for elementary school. Wow. Is that still open? They've yeah. done some reconfiguring of the schools over there. They're moving it, yeah. They're totally, they're like making a whole new Westwood view. So. Okay. And again, I just kind of laugh because many of my former students slash families, once they completed their studies at Academy of Lafayette, there just aren't really a lot of great public high school options Yeah, it's in true. Missouri. And so a lot of them would move across the state line or they would get an address over there mm-hmm. and um, send their children to the Shawnee Mission Public Schools or Blue Valley. That's actually what my mom did. We were originally living in on the Missouri side, but then she d- moved over to the Kansas side. We're like two blocks east of state line. So like, How old were you? Um, like before kindergarten or first grade? Yeah, before kindergarten. And that's, and that's what happens. Like we see it on our street. It's so sad. Families come in, they start a family and they have babies. And then when it gets to about four or five, and they have to make that decision for school, mm-hmm. they bail. Yeah. And then we don't tough. have kids grow up in our neighborhood. Um, you talked a little bit about... Do you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Oh, great. I do have two step-siblings, though. Um, Isabel Wills and Graham Wills. Okay. They're they're older than me. They're over in Lawrence hanging out. I got you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh I know you talked a little bit about some of the influence. I think you were talking with Aaron about like your first concert experience. Oh yes, are you talking about Brad Paisley? Yes, and I won't oh, revisit. Yes. I won't revisit that. But I'm just. <laughs> it was. It was fascinating listening to you two talk. Cause we talked to Aaron about it last week too. Like growing up, your normal method of like music consumption or finding things. I think it's just very different from people from my generation, not yeah. Z, whatever generation I am. We haven't figured that out. <laughs> Generation Z. How, how did that work? I mean, obviously you've got parent influences, but like, you just yeah. seem like you've always been around music, like from the womb. Definitely, definitely. Like my folks definitely played a big um, part in my musical taste and upbringing. Uh, I just remember like in the car, the radio would always be on and I would always like ask for like songs to be repeated like over and over and over. Um, 
were there particular stations they were listening to? There were like mostly like burned CDs and stuff. Okay. Um, a specific song was um, "Brimful of Asha" by Corner Shop. I don't I know. Love that why. song. Isn't it great? Heck yeah. Yeah. It's that like, first album is great. They kind of dropped. I don't know. I think they had a brimful of something after that. <laughs> uh, that's a really yeah. catchy little ditty. It's so good. Are they Indian, Pakistan, British, Pakistani. Uh, I would say Indian because I know that song is about like the in the the. Bollywood movie industry right. I believe. So 45 cool yeah well, so that's like, good taste <laughs> yeah and then uh, I remember for like my 10th birthday my mom got me an iPod Nano or iPod Shuffle mm. one of those things mm-hmm. with like cake and Beatles all like uploaded onto it so like that's nice that's the, my first taste of like the digital age um, and I'd always help them burn like CDs and stuff you mentioned, though, even making mixtapes. Now, were you speaking literally of cassettes? Yes, I was. That's That started kind of in, like, middle school. Um, I got, like, a tape thing and, like, an aux cord that I plugged into my phone. So it's not, like, legitimate, like, you know, going out and picking out the exact tune from different tapes and whatnot. It is, like, all, like, through playlist. But, yeah, I went through a cassette phase and still think cassettes are fantastic. Were you, because in my generation, that was a very common thing where you would trade cassettes or you'd make, I'd make Chris a play, you know, something I thought that he would dig or Mm -hmm. stuff that he actually wouldn't dig and expose him to new things. And then, you know, we'd swap and, or we'd record each other's cassettes. See, in my, in my time, we would burn CDs for, for the people we had crushes on and then they wouldn't listen to them or, you know, oh. you would make a playlist specifically for them and then you'd be like, here you go. And they're like, cool. Fris- Trash can. Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And that's really a lost art. I find, mm-hmm. and actually my business partner and great friend, Jim Andrews, best friend, uh, he's been kind of kicking my butt recently. Like, Pat, you don't make me mix oh. CDs anymore. And I'm like, Jim, I... I don't have a CD burner on my computer. I have to use like an external. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do it. It's just, just it's a little laborious. Just make them Spotify playlists. So I've started to do that. Yeah. It's it's not the same it's, thing. It's I'm sorry. Totally it is not the same. Not thing. No, it's not because for example, you know, the, you used to be limited by the amount of time you had on a cassette. Right. So there were 60-minute cassettes, there were 90s, and if you were really badass, you had 120, <laughs> which wore out after about 10 plays cuz they got stretched. Well, CDs, you know, is 80 minutes. So you knew and you had to fit it into the, like, I want to get to like 79 minutes and 52 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. Spotify, it just becomes, it just becomes, I don't know, like 10 days worth of music or something. I don't really think that's a playlist. That's just a dumping of mm-hmm. things. I'm not, I'm not curating it quite the same way I think as I would a cassette or yeah. a CD mix. Not as specialized for sure. Yeah. Not as curated. My, my start on Spotify now, and I've had Spotify for a very long time, has... 265 hours and six minutes of music. That's a playlist? That's a starred playlist of things I'm like, I like that. And then, so whenever I hit shuffle, it's usually I'm now skipping through like eight songs until I find something I actually want to listen to. Because there's so much stuff in there. Yeah. Were you you drawn to other music lovers from an early age? And when I say early age, I'm like elementary school or middle school or is that something that developed maybe more towards high school years like music lovers is in other folks that are interested in people your age like classmates or neighborhood homies not mom and dad or old people like me yeah um (laughs) high school actually um a lot of my good friends we would swap playlists and spotify playlists and like you know that's kind of where that kind of started and it just like made me want to find more music as well yeah 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 
some philosophy there. Did you go to, well, first of all, did you have other interests? I guess, were you like into sports or art or I actually was like big into sports. I played um, soccer for a while. I did some horseback riding, (laughs) like back in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, did I say softball? I definitely did. Did Manor have a softball team? No, but like they, yeah, kickball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was out of town for all those gigs, but yeah. <laughs> um, so you had other interests. It wasn't yes. just completely laser focus on music. <laughs> Did you go to record stores and things in Kansas oh, City? Oh, yeah. Were you I buying see. physical products? Yeah. I think the first um, record player I got was like in eighth grade. And I think the first record I ever bought was Nine Inch Nails. What is it? Pretty Hate Machine? Is that yeah. One? Is that one? Yeah. That was the first album I wow. ever got. <laughs> Way to dip your toes in the water on that one. Yeah. Um, but other other than that, um, yeah, I would always go to Mills, like, all the time. That was the main record store that I frequented mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, right over there by East 75th and Metcalf growing up, that would be the northwest corner. I think there's maybe a CVS there now. Is that what's there now? Yeah. That whole corner block was used to be a, a record store, Peaches no Records. Way. I'm sure your mom and dad would remember back in the day. And then right across the little side street there was um, Exile Records, which was just mm-hmm. this little hole in the wall. But I mean, I spent a lot of time over there. Um, oh, we got a we got a crazy. <laughs> it's fine. What's up, Atticus? Oh, Attack. <laughs> what um, we I know you started to play some guitar. Yeah, Sean Sean Crowley of Manor Records and my good friend um, has started teaching me guitar, which is really nice. Awesome. Um, Did you play anything as a kid? I played trumpet from grade four to six, but mm-hmm. other than that, no. Was that through school? Like yeah, private it was through lessons? school. It was through school. Your folks. Any like you have any no. music playing in the house? Uh, my mom played flute in high school. And like almost went to college, college for it. Okay. But. Oh wow, really? Yeah, she's she's super talented. It sounds like they've both been very encouraging though on your, you know, musical journey. Whether it was you know just kind of trying to share some of the music they cared about, or mm-hmm. maybe exposing you to some other artists, to you know what you're starting to do now in college and further on. Did you ever think? you know, at a younger age that maybe you would be so music focused later in life that could be potentially be a career? Absolutely not. I would have never guessed music is kind of the direction that I would go personally. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a time where I wanted to be a baseball player. That's for sure. Really? Yeah. I actually like went up to like the Royals, um, someone in the Royals stadium, like when I was like super young, like maybe five or six. And I was like, Hey, can I be on the team? (laughs) (laughs) Did you play baseball at that time? (laughs) I did. Okay. I did. Um, but, uh, it did pan out for obvious reasons. Okay. Um, and then at one point I thought I was wanted to be a lawyer and then I heard you mention that. Yeah. I think it's a great profession if you get into like the right area. However, you know, I don't necessarily want to do something that's like a nine to five desk job sort of like shuffling papers around and things. Who like does that. want to do that exactly? Yeah, no one. It sounds awful. One more question on that end too. I'm just trying to think back to like to those days when I was discovering music. It, again, mm-hmm. talking with Aaron last week. He was really our first guest just to talk about how he basically always has consumed music digitally. 
and then Chris was mm-hmm. talking about how he was had been recording some things with like little clicks. Was that yeah. something? Because I know like you use like Spotify as a resource for mm-hmm. you know your program now for the Z Show. But yeah. back then, not that's right. so far mm-hmm. six years ago, were you finding music like online and stuff or? Yeah, um, like through like other platforms like Pandora. I sure. Think. That's like when I I actually um, just like first started really getting into like alternative and indie music. Um, like back in eighth grade, um, I was in a computer dimensions class and we could listen to music cool. during the class. So I like put on Pandora and that's how I found like the killers. Um, what was that class? Computer dimensions. What does that mean? It was like, I don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> in eighth grade? They had those back in the day. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I failed that class. <laughs> Keyboarding for me. Yeah. Oh, Tough times. Good time. Did you have the cover, the keyboard covers? Yeah, and you couldn't look at yeah. anything you were doing. I, st- I still am not very I still fast look. at typing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, fast, I'm fast when I look. But anyway, the teacher gave you the freedom, like as long as you're not causing a problem. Yeah, slap on your so like headphones. that was a really good good like method of discovering music and all that jazz. Cool. Do you ever consider being an artist yourself? I'm kind of going back to the guitar playing now. Maybe, yeah. I would love to like make tunes. I mean, I'm still like kind of in the learning phase. Um, of that it's really hard um when your taste doesn't necessarily match with your skill level yes when it comes to making music <laughs> yes. um which i struggle with big time because it's like oh i want this to sound a certain way but i just can't get it right you know yeah um so there's a little bit of a learning curve there but yeah hopefully one day i would love to make some tunes yeah jim and i both before we started the label have always dreamt of being beck and yeah. you know, I think we set our sights just a little high. <laughs> that guy has so many sounds that you, we can't recreate. How did that come about with Sean? Were you just like hankering to start playing and figure I'll ask Sean because yeah. he knows what he's doing? Or? Um, it was really awesome because like you know I've been helping out with the label, so he offered to um, give me lessons like in return, which was super awesome because lessons are something that I've always wanted to yeah. explore. But it, like they're just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like if you go through someone mm-hmm. else or you yeah. know, so super thankful for that opportunity because it feels really good to like actually like start to learn how to play music and you've had a live per- this wouldn't have been a one year you've actually had a live performance now yes. mm-hmm. that was one of the first shows at lemonade this spring was that yeah. may mm-hmm. jess for the true no. lines album release show was it-, it was crystal with the crystal, crystal. that's right crystal with the who's now in la right uh, yeah still don't believe it living it up i'm calling her up that's right it was crystal it's bogus yeah and how, how was that experience like? Was, I mean, because you'd been, when, when did you start with him? During uh, the pandemic, obviously, right? Yeah, I started over like back in August um, and the show was in April. And it was so awesome because like Crystal, we like ran into each other and she was like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a guitarist for like the show. And I was like, it just happened to like work out that I was able to, to do it. And it was so, such an incredible experience um, playing, being able to play with a band and like learn how to practice yeah. and just all of the stuff that comes along with that. Um, and the show was really fun. It did get rained out like halfway through our set, which was kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome because Crystal's son, who was also taking guitar lessons with Sean, or was at the time, um, like was playing Smoke on the Water. And so like that's when like all the rain just started pouring down like yeah. when he was playing that, which was like a super good way to close it out if we had to close it out, you know. I got flashbacks to Montreux. People were probably uh, freaking out. <laughs> Keep me warm, it's nothing like your arms, no But it's not like you're used 
started working for the bridge your senior year yeah that was like august of my senior year like we started talking about like me taking on the z show start of your senior year yeah yeah so let's tell that tale i think that's a good one to know like how that opportunity came about it was there was a tavern in yeah martini corner so my dad works is the uh, manager of uh, the gm of Tower Tavern over on Martini Tower Tavern, which is like a sports bar grill. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a good spot. Um, And a lot of the bridge folks would come in there. KCPT folks would come in there for lunch and like became regulars and good pals with my dad and uh, Angie Simmons, who no longer works there. I think she's somewhere else doing something really cool. um, Like offered me to like come intern and like hang out and all that stuff so I think I had interned there for like a few weeks doing like basic data entry of like new bridge members and things like that like July before your senior year something like that no it was like it was August it was okay August. wow yeah yeah but you had to go back to school how could you intern uh I would just like drive there like after school oh on, like great. one day a week okay. I think okay understood yeah yeah okay it wasn't a whole lot but it was it was something to do and it was fun um so they had you doing some yeah. intern type work yeah and then like we met angie and i were walking down the hall and brian truda comes up you know and is like oh like talk, talk is talking about the z show and like how we need to find a replacement and was like kind of like oh like would you be interested and i was like uh, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> most definitely uh, <laughs> and then i think he emailed me like a week or two later or something um wanting to get together and like talk about the details so what i love about that and I finally just personally met Brian for the first time, I don't know, a month and a half ago at an event um, for artist mentorship mm-hmm. that um, they had put on. But, you know, people go to school for that, Skylar. People yeah. like study <laughs> I know. and take a lot of classes and sit through lectures and, you know, do all take tests and pay money. And I love the fact that, you know, Brian and the staff at the bridge were like, you know, sometimes it's not exactly rocket science. If somebody has a passion for it and seems to know what they're doing, mm-hmm. let's just throw them in there. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not suggesting they threw you in there oh, either. No. Cause it sounds like he did some coaching with you yeah, and yeah. like Chris does with me, like how to talk in a microphone properly. <laughs> Thanks Chris. But that's, that's a beautiful thing. It really is. And like, just like the fact that some of it was timing too, like I think is nuts to me. Like I think about that all the time, like how crazy, like the stars had to align for this to happen. And like, yeah. I just am so fortunate just to like work with the folks at the bridge and just like how they just kind of brought me in. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good, like dream, truly dream job, like dream gig for sure. Did that immediately, it's always been a two hour show. 
Yes. Everybody, that's Saturday nights from 7 to 9. Actually, it, well, oh, because... Oh, did that shift? Because yeah. of Crystal? No, because of um, Robert Moore's Sonic Spectrum. Oh, sorry, that's right. Yeah, no, it's awesome. The The Saturday night block is, like, super stacked. We've got um, Sonic Spectrum first from 6 to 8, then the Z Show from 8 to 10, and then Go DJ from 10 to 12. That's right. And I'll be honest, I, in general, am doing other things on Saturday night around yeah. 7, and so I mainly listen to your program. I listen to Chris Agarian's program. I listen to Mark Manning's Wednesday. I listen to them mm-hmm. on my computer. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. listening live. That's awesome. Uh, well, it's awesome that you all provide that for us. Yeah. That if we have other stuff going on, like work, that we can listen and still catch up on whatever it is, whether it's a podcast or some new music and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'd forgotten about that. That's That changed, what, about three months ago now with Robert? Yeah. I freaking love that program. Super And then awesome. Go DJ too. Uh, and you're right there, sandwiched in the middle. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like being the you know the second artist on the bill. You got the best spot. <laughs> Everyone's going to be there for you. Um, well, let's just talk about. I was trying to go chronologically through school, but let's talk about that. So you just started doing it, and yeah, you'd plan that like during the week while you're going to high school senior classes mm-hmm. and thinking about college and meaning a life. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. There would be times in class where like I wasn't doing anything. I was like, oh, I have to like work on this, like you know, write my script for this week or. Mm-hmm. Um, which it like I don't like to be bored, so like that was really great for me. Yeah. And it was do like, you write it out? I do. I well, I like write like a general like the bones, general, like a framework. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then I like ad lib as needed, kind of a thing. Okay. Um, okay. No, but it like it's such a good spot, especially like in high school. It was something fun to do and gave me an excuse to look and listen to new music. Yeah. Um, I know you've mentioned too, not to repeat stuff from Aaron, but like. Where are you finding that music from? Mostly Spotify or like Friends. And then you use like some of their playlists like Release Radar or... Sometimes. I I definitely do that on occasion. Um, What I've gotten really into is like going on to like artists related to like that little tab. Yeah, I do that a lot too. Or just flows into that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, who the heck is this? It's so fun. That's one... People have a lot of complaints about Spotify and I do believe some of them are justified. On the other hand... There's just so much music out there. You're not going to hear everything. And if someone can help you, guide you a little bit, mm-hmm. because sometimes you do want to stay in that same vein, you know, right. whether it's funk or reggae or speed metal. So you'd get some there. And then just like, did friends in high school start, hey, Skylar's got a radio show, so <laughs> let's have her play our favorite song this weekend. Yeah, it's funny because like I didn't, I mean, it's not something I like talked about a whole lot. So like when people like started to know about it, I was like, how did you know that? <laughs> Um, when people started to know about you? Yeah, like... Because you're on the radio. I know, it's crazy. It's like, no one's going to find out about this. It's like, it still wilds me out that people listen to it sometimes. You know, it's like, whoa. Like, go, I don't know. To go be back perceived. for a second. Are you... I'm not stalking you, so I no, didn't look. Are you super active on social media? No, not really. Like, I'll post, like, anything, like, related to music or, like, any folks I see out, like, live. But social media is not really my shtick. Yeah, because I looked on Facebook this morning and it was more like people were tagging you and then that was on your personal feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I just got to believe your friends aren't dumb if they saw you have something on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'll, I, you know, any anytime anybody wants a recommendation, I'm always open for any new tunes or anything they want to hear. I think the two things I most appreciate about your show, and you called it a specialty show, I just call it your show. I never knew the Z stood for Generation Z until like <laughs> yesterday, so sorry. A little late to the game on that one. I love the fact that you've got a mix of 
national artists were some I know. Mm-hmm. And again, it's usually newer music. Yes. So either I've heard them or the, someone else has mentioned them. They're recognizable. There's another, so that's probably about a third. There's another mm-hmm. third where, what the fudge <laughs> is this? And I love that. Yes. That's okay. music discovery, right? So glad. Like, yes. And some of it you're not going to like. Right. That's the whole point. And then maybe not a third, but you definitely do feature a good amount of Kansas City artists and always usually give them props in your uh, titles. Yes. So, well, that, yeah. Um, Michelle Bacon helps with that, um, like giving the titles and stuff. But I try to include like at least three KC. It's usually acts. three, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. I think you're giving someone like me, an older guy, here's what's new you need to know about that everyone's talking about. Here's something new that you were never gonna find on your own. It's some international stuff too. Yeah. I'm really into like world. That's what I listen to mainly. And then, yeah, giving some props to Kansas City artists who can maybe aren't gonna be heard. Well, we don't have any other stations here that play Kansas City artists <laughs> besides KKFI, possibly. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing, though, now I think you've really started to develop the you know the interview segments yeah. where you're talking with people. I really enjoyed Dylan. Two episodes ago? Oh, that was like a while ago. That was like when his recent album came out. Okay. Like a month or two ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, thank you. I mean, it means much that you listen. Like, that's huge. And I do try to include like a little something for everyone. And I do like to, you know, throw some wild stuff out there. Um, Just because like, I think it's good to like get a wide range. Because I feel like a lot of people get stuck into listening to like one certain genre or one certain, you know yeah type of music and it's like it's crazy because like i don't know scientifically i feel like if you listen to something enough you're gonna like it like it's scientifically proven you know like if i listen to oh sure you know sure uh i'm gonna tell you though Skylar. thank you and i'm sure other labels here feel the same way because you're basically doing our work for us and letting us know who we should know about And I, I remember the story I think you mentioned about a, an artist that was just starting to break out and you were like the first ones to maybe feature them and maybe the dad? Yeah. Or the father um, even wanted you to play them at a certain spot in your show? No, he actually wanted the wanted like the section of that show that we played them in. Like Let the me audio. get this straight. So there's a two hour program where he says, I want the one fifteen mark. Yeah, but why? I'm, because uh we played um so I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. It's a band called Horse Girl. They're out of Chicago. Oh, let's see. You're um, flowing locks. Yeah. I can't, okay. There's a horse on Oh, cool. It's very cool. That yes. is cool. They like hand that's their merch? painted it. Yeah. That's um, bad. It's it's wow. really sick. Um, they actually they're in high school, or most of them are in high school. Some of them have graduated. I'm not sure, um, but. They recently signed to, I believe, Matador Records, which is pretty huge. huge. Oh, yeah. Um, Well-regarded label. Yeah. Uh, So I got an email. I played them, like, way fall of last year first. Um, And I got an email. Well, Michelle got an email from the dad of one of the members. And he was like, oh, like, I saw that you played, you know, my daughter on the radio. Could we get, like, this section of the audio? And unfortunately, we weren't able to, but um, it was just really cool to see that I was someone that, like, helped, you know, garner some attention. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You. But that's my point, is people are listening. You're pointing them in the right direction, too. Know, it's not, crazy. Not just Kansas City record labels. <laughs> well, and then, again, I think you've, you've done some other feature writing for The Bridge, too, outside of the show. Um, not a whole lot. Um, 
anytime they like want the whole staff to like get together and write something yeah like, right now i think we're about to do our like best of so far 2020 lists mm. so like stuff like that who's who's on you mean 2021 who's on your list Yes, 2021. Can you share that? I have not made it yet. What? I know. I know it's hard. I like procrastinate these things because it's like, it's so hard to pick, you know? There is an unbelievable amount of music pouring out. We, we've we been um, partnering a little bit with Flair the Rebel, mm-hmm. with Jeff Schaefer and Bob Pulliam. Love those guys. And had told them, like, we'll try to, you know, like we have some huge reach, do a couple social posts last Friday. And that same day... There was a new single from Lava Dreams. Mm-hmm. They've had one out pretty much every month for the last five, six months now. Yeah. There was a new one from um, Pure Ecstasy. Super excited to see where Taylor's going. There was one from um, Baby in the Brain, yes. Joe and India. There was one from, I don't know if it was Skippy. I guess he didn't technically put that on Spotify. He's a beatboxer. It was on YouTube. Oh, really? Um... I'm missing two now. It's going to really bother me that I can't remember that. And it was like, oh, Addie da- Dancy's new group, mm-hmm. Sister Bot. Yes. I'm still missing. Oh, Effie. Yeah, and Effie. And I'm like, all these in one day. And I'm sure there were another seven. I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> it's crazy. It's fantastic. I think it's so good. I mean, I just think that would be a fun thing to do, like make your favorite list. I also think it would be a really sad thing to do. Like, I don't want to limit it to some number. I just want yeah. to put, like... One billion. I mean, exactly. And they can't all be the best songs ever, right? Right. But they're all, we talked about that last week. all got such good things to offer. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's, again, that's, that's how I've known you. now though school so you graduated Mm -hmm. you first went to bard i did i attended bard college for a year and so that would have been what like your last two months there were the pandemic yeah did you get sent home yeah so it was like mid-august we all like had to go get like we had to pack things up in like two days um like buy a ticket home it was crazy it was very hectic Let, let's go back to spring of 2020 though wasn't that the end of your freshman year at bard yes did they send you home like that march yeah they sent, they sent us home march okay um okay yeah because like we were waiting word waiting for word on whether or not because like schools in the area were starting to close and we finally got word i think i was sitting in one of my classes and um i like came home back to my dorm and what like the- what I'm sorry to interrupt. No, Go ahead. Fine. No, it was just crazy. It was just a crazy. It felt very surreal. Yes. Yeah. And then what was that like? Do you ever just hopped on a plane? I mean, sometimes I think about that. Like we were exposing ourselves to basically super spreaders by moving all these bodies in airplanes around the country. And I get it. They wanted to get you out of there. But 
Yeah, no, it was super stressful. I was, like, definitely worried to fly. And I, when I came home, I was like, okay, I'm quarantine- quarantining for two weeks. Okay. And, like, my folks were like, uh, because, you know. Yeah, you're um, with your parents. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And then did you continue classes? Did you finish the year, like, online? Or were yeah. they set up to do that? No, I mean, I, I'm pretty, like, happy and, like, proud of everyone, like, making, like, rallying to make it happen. But, yeah, it was mostly through Zoom and things like that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So Bard had its act together on that end. I mean, just I think it's a was a real challenge for a lot of schools. At least in wow. my experience with the public schools here, they just they didn't have right. the technology. Kids didn't have computers at home. Right. You know, yeah. Teachers weren't trained on how to use the software. It was just a yeah. very frustrating and frightening experience. Unprecedented. To be honest. Like, Am I gonna die? <laughs> right. Who cares about school? Whatever. So then that summer, twenty twenty, is yes. that when you made the decision to switch to American? Yeah, so I had applied um, to transfer to American before, like, I had to leave Bard at the, at the time, and then I found out I got in um, when I had gotten home. Pre-pandemic, you knew you were going to switch schools already? I was hoping to, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. That was the goal. What was what were you intending to study there? Uh, I was looking to major in electronic music, right. which is more, like, performance art-based, which I didn't really understand or realize. Um quite yet and I didn't necessarily they also have another major there offered called ethnomusicology which is like really interesting yeah it's like sociology and like heck yeah which is awesome I just didn't necessarily want to go down the um like academic route yeah um do you know the artist I mean sorry ethnomusicologist Alan Lomax he like documented like field recordings and first in America like in the south of you know sharecroppers and people singing uh blues like real blues mm-hmm. going into like the smoky mountains and like irish celtic stuff wow. he's all of his stuff's documented the smithsonian he eventually went overseas I'll, he's mm-hmm. I'll, I'll text you a week later that's a cool major yeah, and i think what you said was it's not that the experience was bad just that major wasn't exactly what you anticipated yeah and like going from you know kansas city which isn't necessarily like a major city but like it's a city you know yeah. to um upstate new york where there isn't a whole lot yeah um, to do which I mean it's a gorgeous campus and like some of the most interesting people I met there like they're like it's an incredible space and spot to be I just I was finding myself like super bored a lot of the time you need some action yeah I need some action <laughs> some you know? trouble some grit so, <laughs> you'll get that in DC I think yeah. you'll be just fine yeah so I'm really looking forward to being on campus this year officially okay so stayed here in the summer yes then 20 and Fall of 2020 was your sophomore year in America, but you were still yes. here, right? Yes, I was doing online school through Zoom. How's, what's that like? You're our first like young Student. person in school to Ooh. get on the mic to talk Ooh. about that. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I learned a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoom school was interesting. I definitely am glad that I decided to do it instead of taking like a gap year or whatever, mm-hmm. just because I like to, you know, feel productive and like have something to do, especially during like a pandemic time like that. Yeah. I think I would have gone crazy. If I Did didn't. you think about moving there and just staying like in your dorm? Was that an option? Oh, I mean, I think that was an option. Okay. However, it probably like I feel like it would have taken a whole lot of effort to move up there, and it's not like we would have been able to like have much of a social yeah like existence, which is yeah. kind of a reason of going there. Right. And um, the cost, cost of money. living up there is insane. Sure. Insane. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm a little surprised with my friends children or just my former students again who went to the school stayed in the dorm mm-hmm. paid for the meal plan to to sit in their room and i'm like yeah. what is that i think they just yeah. want to get out of their parents house mm, yeah that is also fair or out of kansas city that's true 
So, and then, so the new major and minor. Yes. So, so I moved, I left Bard to go to American, um, to major in business and entertainment with a minor in audio technology nice. and a specialization in agency. Thank you. One more time. Business. <laughs> Business and entertainment um, with a minor in audio technology and a specialization in agency. So we'll see what that's like. I don't know. I don't know what it all entails, I'm, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking at like a Venn diagram or something right yeah. now, and I'm seeing three circles and trying to figure out exactly where that meets. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to involve a little bit more math than I was hoping, mm-hmm. taking some accounting classes next semester, mm-hmm. but um, I'm excited. Great. Chris, we were again saying offline, like, I just don't think back in the day, you just had clear-cut majors. There was no, just weren't these options. But that really shouldn't be the point of higher education. I mean, this is what I want to do. This is what the tools I think I need. Mm-hmm. Can your school provide it to me? Chris yeah. has told them they can provide it to him. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. No. So that's, that's just dishonesty. But, yep. I mean, I really do think that schools should... Be, you know, asking students like, "What are you interested in? Should we offer this program?" Maybe the only school in America that would offer, you know, some combo like that. Yeah, I'm super fortunate. Uh, have you had the chance to go visit out there? I visited my friend. My friend also goes there. I'm also going to be living with him and another friend um, this upcoming semester. But yeah, he he went there freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Friend from East. Yeah. Oh, great! Someone uh, you've known, Stuart Hansen. I don't know if I know Stuart Hansen. I'm sure you do. If you know um, Eula, which is a shop. Oh, over, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he works at Eula. So. Oh, yeah. You Found Music uh, does yes. a lot of performances there. Actually, they just had... Um, Their first one. Was it Nikki White two nights ago? Probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're great guys, and they've done a lot, actually, to help benefit the um, Midwest Music Foundation with the masks they've been selling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, wow, that's a big change. Yeah. At the same time, we mentioned previously, you've also recently taken, well, actually, let's go back for one second. Okay. How did, how did the writing, like the freelance writing thing take off? Oh. Was that from the bridge? Was it well, through Mama's Boy? It was boy? actually through Manor. Um, yeah, through Manor. Manor Records, we, uh, I think it was like the spring of my senior year in high school. Like we wanted to start a little blog on our website to like help support yeah. local and regional Love teams. Love it. Yeah, it was awesome. So, like, that was the first experience I'd ever gotten, um, like, writing a review. Yeah. And I think the first review I ever wrote was for Chase the Horseman's EP. Uh, I, I don't know if it's called Disillusion, Disillusionment. Dis- disinformation? Disinfor- yes. I love that. Yeah, I love that EP. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. It's such a good EP. And yeah. Yeah. So there we have about four reviews, articles written for our blog that is just not... <gasps> happening kind of like the podcast it took a while to get going and Mm -hmm. interns so basically we had a couple of KU students working with us this past year and we started to do it but Chris and Aaron and I were talking just last week about how you really are the only ones doing that Skylar I mean Manor whether it's again the podcast or blogs I don't know where else I find an album review or a concert review there's just no other place so we're super appreciative of that and love again the writing styles we see especially you know when fritz is doing stuff and yeah. i love it it's so wonderful that like we're seeing Allison. artists review like music which i think is like bringing a whole new like thing to the table yeah does they awesome. care about yeah they care about it. it's great Just a good way to give back well mm-hmm. and the reason i ask about melted those if you're in dc and they're in dc oh. are you not thinking about natural collaborations now that you're back there 
I need to I need to touch base with them. I haven't um, written for Melted in a few months just because of, like the busyness of everything. Um, yeah. But it's been it's been a good experience to write for them like on a on a bigger platform like that. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, of course we don't want you to move away from Kansas City and <laughs> stay here, but if you're there, you know, getting involved in that local community yeah. industry, they've been around for a while. I mean, DC has some just seminal rock soul blues all sorts of crazy kinds of music there and Mm -hmm. funk you could probably make some really interesting relationships and connections there that could even benefit you know kansas city whatever vice versa like bookings for artists there i don't know yeah definitely i'm excited to like jump into the scene there and see what's up i know that there's like an incredible like underground yes going on like that hardcore um well that's great and then when did the is it tell me again scales oh keeled scales keeled scales yes. what does that mean keeled like a, um, is it a, it's a like boat? a snake like a snake skin type oh, okay of vibe. Mm. i've looked up the definition before because i think it's really cool okay um, but yeah i know so i started inter- interning for keeled scales this at the beginning of the spring semester like actually like back in march um and it's been like a super incredible experience to get to like I'm technically considered like a press intern, so I've been doing a whole lot of like press work as far as like finding contacts for like tours, like for yeah. in, within cities and things like Super that. Super important. Writing a little bit of copy. Um, Did you reach out to them? Yeah, so I actually applied for a job at my college, like through American University, and I didn't get it, which, you know, I, I, I think it was because I wasn't far enough into the major to mm-hmm. get it because it was like a tutoring position, which like is totally understandable. But, you know, mm. I was kind of like, hmm, you know, I, I want something to do. So I just started um, interning. I mean, emailing some labels and Keeled Scales was someone who responded. And I'm so glad they did because they're such a cool label. Um, and so I started interning for them. So you were familiar with some of their artists or what they had done? Yeah, they have um, Buck Meek from... Um, Big Thief on their label, okay, as well as Katie Kirby, who just put out an incredible record, um, and she's touring with Waxahachie, I believe. Great, so great, yeah. and they're in Austin. Yeah, they're based in Austin, Texas. It's another great city to have some relationships in, yeah. and then what's that entail? I mean, you're doing it online; you're not physically there. Yeah, so like we'll have like a Zoom meeting like once a week just to like just catch up and discuss like tasks for that week and things oh, great. like that. Yeah, they've actually just um, partnered with Polyvinyl. Great. Um, so they share an office space down there cool. uh, with them. So it's like really cool to see that merge happening. Um, they're like working on launching a new web store, which is like super cool. A lot of like change happening. So you're such a go-getter, Skylar. I love that because I think quite often, and this isn't just for you know students or people your age, but for artists that they, I don't know if they're just doubting themselves or if they feel like other people wouldn't be interested or too busy, but they just don't reach out to get a booking at a show, to mm-hmm. talk with a label, to do any of those things. And it's like, if you don't ask, it's not going to happen. Exactly. And like, Chris has talked about it. Just ask, right? Yeah, just ask. Yeah. Just the worst thing is they say, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And that's like one thing like my mom has really instilled in me like from a very young age. Like, you know, the worst they can say is no, you know? So it's like it never hurts to ask the question kind of a thing, which is what, We're jumping. What's your mother do now? I know she's told me. My mom is a cost analyst for J.E. Dunn Construction. She's she, making money. <laughs> she, that's great she, that's she, good to know <laughs> she's been there for about like five years 
Um, we could have used that a while ago when we started the label, and she would have said, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's working on like this new software, which is pretty cool, called Lens Search, which is like helps um, catalog old projects and do like cost comparison history, like, on, like different projects and things like cool. that. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. I, I, again, I can see some of that in you not knowing. I'm sure she's told me that. It's embarrassing I don't know that. <laughs> um, but no, back to the point that you reached out. Brandon Draper, who's a just unbelievable percussionist here, but in Lawrence, he was teaching some courses in music business at, at KU. Oh, wow. And he said, I've got some interns that basically need to complete some hours with mm-hmm. a, somebody, maybe a record label. Would you be interested? And so we had a Zoom, and the idea was like, what would you like to do, Skylar Rochelle? Tell me first, and mm. then I'll try to tell you these are the needs that we have, and can we find some sort of you know meeting where it's going to be mutually beneficial? Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to you know the opportunity to bridge with Brian Truda, I just think businesses want that. We want these relationships where maybe we don't have the resources to pay a full time salary or benefits, but we do need some assistance, and we'll try to bring you in here and show you the ropes in a few ways, give you some things you can handle. And if you do a good job, mm-hmm. maybe we can't ever offer you that full time position, but we're going to try to hook you up with somebody. And that's really mm-hmm. what it's all about it's just relationships, yeah, right? So, that's so awesome that you guys offer that. And, like, you know, learning, learning on the job is huge, you know? And yeah, even if it's, it's even if it's a total yeah. failure. Yeah. So will you continue with that then at American? Are you going to plan to do that internship throughout the year? I hope so. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Um, Jeez. Yeah, we'll see. You're kind of busy. <laughs> Already busy play because you'll, yeah. still, you'll still have the Z show, right? Yes, of course. I record on my phone. Are, so. you, are you doing stuff with Deep Space? Did I ask you that? No, no, no. Uh, Manor Records was a member there for like a moment. Um, okay. But no, we're no longer there. But I think... They're still doing a bunch of cool stuff. They're having events or something happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're doing really cool Fritz, stuff. Fritz practices there. The Black Creatures yeah. practice my recording. I'm hoping maybe they'll do some live events if it's yeah. safe. It's a, actually right. a pretty nice space. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> pretty nice space. Man, let's just drop off a bomb in here. I've made every sound effect possible to destroy the show. Anything else you want to talk about your life before we get to our last two segments? We're fine on time. Oh, wow. Um, We're actually real good on time. I don't, I don't know. Um, Let's. I do want to ask this question. What's a, a future career? Again, I didn't know what I wanted to do um, two years ago. What's a future like dream position for you that you'd like to? I mean, I'm just assuming you know, it's in the music industry. Yeah, like that's honestly that's that's the main goal right there is just to like stay involved with music. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think other like everything else will fall in place, kind of a thing. Like um, as long as I'm doing something with music, I'm fine. Writing. Uh, I do like writing on occasion. I do. I can get burnout, you know, when it comes to like writing pieces, like multiple pieces every week. Like that's a little much. Yeah. Um, I don't mean writing like press release kind of things, but more like reviews or yeah, interviews. Yeah, still reviews. Interviews. I do. I do love interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually interviewing Pom Pom Squad tomorrow. Um, they're a really cool project. That's through the bridge. Yes, it is. Great. Yes. So how, how does that work? You identify someone you want to talk to, or uh, the team well, there says you need to reach out to these people? Or? Actually, like, Sarah Bradshaw will, like, bring people to me and be like, oh, like, hey, are you able to, like, do this? Like, whenever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, most of the time, I'm like, yes, or sometimes I'm not. Like, it's a lot easier to, like, coordinate interviews, like, when I'm not in school, for sure, because usually the interview times are, are already set and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's a super, super cool opportunity. And I'm so glad that, you know, I've been able to like do something like this and talk to folks and come up with like interview questions. Cause it's really cool just to like ask any, like ask an artist, like anything you want. Yeah. Sarah, she just provides contact. She's already got that for you. Uh, you got to track them contacts. down. Yeah, no, she already has, like, she's already coordinated the interview. So, like, the interview's already set. She's just asking oh, okay. for, like, if I want to take it over. Okay, and you're free to come up with whatever questions you want? Yeah, I mean, essentially, like, I usually try to base it around the, the most recent release that the artist has done or, like, whatever okay. going on. Okay. Um, but it's awesome. It's really fun to, like, delve deep into, like reviews and things and music videos that the artist has done do you have a favorite one or particularly memorable favorite interview or maybe just so excited to interview that person but it was a horrible interview Ooh. not on your part of course but. um emily kemp from dead mm-hmm. um like dead is my like absolute favorite band or like one of my favorite bands um you, you realize like 90 percent of the artists you've mentioned today i have no idea oh no <laughs> just so you know, oh, other no. than i've heard you talk about it before <laughs> dead it's spelled D-E-H-D, and they're from Chicago. Okay. Um, they are super cool. They just released, like, this really killer album called Flower of Devotion. Um, so the it's band's like, name is, I want to say, like, Dead. It's Dead, and the go. album is Flower of Devotion. Yes. Okay. So it's Emily Kempf, Jason Bala, and Eric McGrady, and they're just, like, incredible musicians and you know, I had expressed interest in like wanting to interview them, and Sarah said, "Hey, we got Emily Kempf from Dead," and it was like the day before my birthday or a couple days before my birthday, which was just like insane. It was just like, "Whoa, wow. like, this is nuts!" Wow. Um, yeah, and she was really awesome. She was such a great interview. That's that's exciting. Again, I just think that you know, if young people knew that those opportunities were out there, they would just. It's it's exciting. I don't I don't think those things were available when I was your age or even thirty or something like that. So excited for you for this this full year outside of here. I hope that um, you know you keep doing all the great things you do for the Kansas City music community. Don't don't forget about us. Oh no, we'll never. Be sad. It's, no, absolutely not. <laughs> we'll come it's, kidnap you and bring you back. <laughs> it's crazy because like you know back in high school it was definitely like oh like I want to get out like you know explore you know things outside of Kansas City but like after leaving and coming back and things like I just have such a greater appreciation for Kansas City and like you know all it has to offer it's like such a cool city awesome Center Cuts. We are having a lovely afternoon in Chris Mowry's home with Skylar Rochelle talking about her life and we spent a little bit of time of course going over our calendar learning about Skylar growing up in 
not Kansas City, Kansas. Overland Park? No, Kansas City, Kansas. Are you Casey? You consider that West, KCK? Westwood. Westwood? Westwood represent, yes. Where do you guys live? I won't stalk you. Westwood. We live like... Um, not an address there. number, but like cross streets? Uh, 49th Terrace. That is my street. I lived at 57th and Mission when I, I was in high school. Okay. Across Shawnee Mission Park. You know where kind of Bishop, by Miege? Bishop Miege. Like okay. right off... Yeah. Bishop okay. Miege and like there's Lulu's over there and Velvet Cream Popcorn. Okay. Oh yeah. Fairway. Off Thriftway. Rainbow. Yes. Um, so we talked a little bit about her life. Kind of found out about her family. We really didn't give them a lot of love on the show. <laughs> it's okay. I love them. Sorry. <laughs> Ashley. God. I gotta live this one down. <laughs> and talked about you know just musical interests like we usually do growing up. Getting involved with the bridge thinking about college choices, doing some freelance work, working mm-hmm. with Manor Records. We didn't really spend a lot of time on like your role there, but I think people are aware. Yeah. So this is the part of the program where we just like to hear about, you know, some give Kansas City some love. Anything that you really appreciate that you'll miss when you're oh, gone in six weeks? Well, of course I'll miss like the people and all the good tunes. Like mm-hmm. that's a given. Um, mm-hmm. But no, one thing that I really like love about Kansas City, or at least at like my time in the scene so far, is like just the support and things like that. And like the cross support, like from different scenes and things like that. Like, you know, like you reaching out and wanting to do this podcast and things like that. And just like, mm fostering that sense of community which is like so important and so cool to have in a music scene like kansas city it's kind of like what we were talking about with that label summit yeah it's like, like we, let's jim my business partner had this idea of like let's start like uh, an organization i don't know if it's called like labels unlimited or casey whatever and it's not like we're pooling resources but we're like using our collective individual small weight to collectively make something of substance to make us recognizable as a a major music center because the fact is Mm -hmm. we don't have a big record label here we We don't have an artist that's really broken out of here ever crazy because yeah like but there's so much good music and so many good artists that like you know kansas city has so much to offer and just like to see people like working together to support and promote things that you know deserve to be supported and promoted is just like incredible and so when i was asking that question off air you know when i saw manor had 20 artists i'm like there's no way they can get behind them especially if you're doing like physical releases that's just crazy money i know Mm -hmm. what we spend on one project for example but on the other hand if you're using tools at your disposal that are basically free you just need labor like Mm -hmm. spotify using spotify playlists or again having developed websites and and using socials properly. Yeah, social media is huge. And still going DIY and, you know, plastering posters and flyers everywhere. Yeah. You can can be something, you know? And maybe somebody out of that stable or group will break out and decide not to leave Kansas City Mm -hmm. and stay here and really build up the industry. Yeah. That's kind of our dream. Folks folks over at the greeting committee, I feel like, have really done that, which is super cool. They're doing some really great stuff over at Artist Mentorship. Yeah, Yeah. I love what they're doing and kind of bummed out. They're going to do, the night we have the Black Creature Show at Lemonade, they're doing the um, Loud and Local Festival which Calvin did a couple years. It's the greeting committee and um, Jake Wells. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you know, you got some young artists here that are, you know, busting through and they care about their community. Mm-hmm. And it's not even giving back because I think it goes both ways. Definitely. I do think it goes both ways. Very symbiotic. A lot of like the young talent coming out of here, which is really cool. It's really cool to see them coming up. 
know? It is exciting. Yeah. I mean, it is exciting. And I also think you get to a point as an artist where you're, you're kind of either like a lifer, like you know you're in it because you love to create and the financial would be nice. Mm-hmm. But the, the fulfillment is to create and be in front of an audience, right? Right. Yeah. At age, I don't know if there's a magic number, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 70. <laughs> at some point, you know, if you haven't done it by 70, chances are getting really slim. Right. Which is like Ted Hawkins or something. But to see the young people, though, it's really, again, like seven. Have you heard, um, I'm sure you have, quite frankly. Yes, yes. I love what they're doing. It's they fascinating. See. That was like a school of rock thing, offshoot, where they mm-hmm. said, we're going to start our own band, and they won that competition. That video they released a month and a half ago now. I think their oldest member is 20, mm-hmm. and I think the youngest is maybe 16. Is that oh, right? Wow. Maybe even younger. And like, they got a lot of energy. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about um, Baby in the Brain as well. I mean, Joe is going to be a senior in high school, I believe. Joe McKenzie. Really? Yeah. She's killing it. She's like doing yeah. all sorts of stuff. It's pretty, it's really cool to see. She's going places for sure. Yeah. And then India is a year younger than you. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect both of them, not just for the musical talent, but like what you were just talking about too, just video stri- skills using graphics like that's so far above my pay grade yeah mental power capacity brain i I can't figure that stuff out and i think it's so important for like you know artists that are like coming up and things to like you know go like you know be the self-sufficiency like take that kind of route like that stuff is so important especially for like young female musicians just to like learn how to be self-sufficient don't like take your music to like you know a man and be like hey like will you produce this like you know just like Learning to do it yourself is so important, you know? I'd like, you know, now you got me thinking. I'd like to see a female, I know of one, but I'd like to see a female-led run a record label here, yeah. to be honest. So we had Jenna Ray on, Chris, what, three, four, five episodes ago? And she's, Six or four, yeah. She's Lost. a lovely Lost Cowgirl Lost record. Cowgirl, she yes. is lovely. I mean, she is busting her tail and, and she's got some help from her partner, too, Martin. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she's a nurse. She's got a full-time job. In wow. addition, she has a solo career. She's got a, a group with her partner. They are nurturing a couple of other young artists, Libby Moonflower. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are doing all their video work. They're doing their own recording. They just pressed their first record. That should be coming out here pretty soon. Wow. Lily's. Um, and it's inspiring, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we've talked about, too, with Chris and specifically with Michelle is, you know, we're trying to have a variety of guests on the podcast. We want to have Mm -hmm. some diverse representation. Mm -hmm. We want to show, again, people from venues and record stores and from media, like not back to back. But we're also thinking about gender and sexuality and race and age. Mm -hmm. And to be frank, there aren't a long list of women or let's just put it non-dudes yeah non-white dudes yeah. that i can ask to come on the program that are running labels that are running venues that are recording engineers so we're having to think about that yeah so again i see, see some of the young artists um are you know starting their own recording studios i know it's allison's so hawkins has been working on that claire mm-hmm. adams has been working on that um Let's get him to start a record label. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know? I mean, like, yeah, in addition to, like, um, self-producing, like, you know, I mean, do like, being self-sufficient, not only is it, like, you get more creative control and things like that, and, you know, 
But it's also like way more cost effective. <laughs> it can't. It can be both, for sure. Skyler, both those things are true. It's yeah. also a heck of a lot more work. That is so true. Yep. Yeah. So you want to yeah. take it off? It's like running your. Own, it's running your own business. You're an entrepreneur. At the yeah, end of the day, exactly. That's got to get done. You're not paying someone. You because you got to do it. Yeah. try to offer some suggestions on how to make it better well kind of tying back into like all of the the young talent coming out of Casey and Lawrence and like the surrounding areas um I would really personally love to see more all ages shows and venues and things <laughs> like that yeah because I think that's really important yeah. um how do we do it it's the it's probably what three, four times now, Chris. Right? We've heard that. That's recent like era. Yeah. Wow. How, how do we do that, though? So let's think about that. Um, Coming from a younger person's perspective. Well, you know, I mean, like more matinee shows, like kind of yeah. the replays, doing things like that was really nice because it was really great to see like super young folks come out. Like um, yeah. Flora, who is mm-hmm. a newer artist. I think she's fourteen. Um, She's in the most recent edition of, um, yes. sorry, the shuttlecock right in front of us. Yes. Yeah. She came out to the show, the replay matinee, and it was like so great to meet her and like for her to see those bands perform. Like it's just like such a great opportunity to, you know, make those connections and build a stronger community and things like that. Um, and also like hopefully more DIY venues pop up. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Going back to like that show, those matinees or replays, are those all ages shows? Yes. Or do you have to be there with a parent or can you mm. be? They're all ages. Okay. Yeah. So just like any all ages shows, I think is super important. Yeah. And also like booking diverse bills at, you know, at gigs, you know, like not only like diverse racially, but also like gender, you know, um, age as well. Just like, you know, mixing it up, genre. That, to me, that's fun. Yeah, I know Chris, exactly. Chris feels the same way. Chris, what's, yeah. that, what's that date of your... That's at, at Lemonade with Liam? Uh, this might be wrong, but I believe it is September 23rd, Shy Boys, Liam Kazar, and Paris Williams. Okay, so and that's a perfect example right there. Yeah. yeah. It is the 23rd. It's the day after yeah. uh, that group love show we were talking about. And, yes. And Glass Animals. That's right. Yep. Um, that's fun. Like that. That part, I think, I do see a good amount of in Kansas City. Whether it's the Brick, who are starting shows back up, mm-hmm. the Ship, Record Bar, Mini Bar, Truman. It's more national artists, but I do see yeah. they try to get an opener that's a little bit of a curveball sometimes nice. too. 
I think we've got that one down. But going back to the all ages, just how do you make it safe? I think that's what we discussed last mm-hmm. time. So when you start letting people in, you have some, maybe some liability issues, probably because they might be bringing in illegal alcohol, which I did all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. or other things, including weapons. Uh, how do you make it a safe space for them also around a bunch of rowdy adults who might be you know, imbibing? So you've mm-hmm. got it both ways there. For sure. How do you then make up for the lack of revenue from them spending money on alcohol, which is a good source of income, not just for bars, mm-hmm. but for restaurants? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how that works unless there's like a space that's provided and there's a a system in place, I don't know, to, again, ensure the the safety first of all and then to guarantee, you know, that it's going to be profitable to pay staff. Yeah, and I think, and I wonder what happened here, but when we had Idols play at Record Bar, the guy that runs... uh, the white schoolhouse mm-hmm. was there and it was like you you and your crew do like such a great job of making everybody feel like everything's okay mm-hmm. uh even in like with idols it was a rowdy show but at no point did anybody feel like anything bad was going to happen yeah and they were like hey would you be able to come in and like talk to us and show us the ropes of how that stuff works and i was like sure and then that was kind of the last I heard of it was that pre-pandemic. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was way pre-pandemic. That's like two years ago. Oh well. I guess now because Idols was probably two or three years ago. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, because like the the thing, because White Schoolhouse is is DIY and all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it's easier for them there because that's in Kansas. I wonder if like maybe the insurance is a little lighter or yeah i don't i don't know how any of that works you maybe know? maybe it's just because lawrence people are cool <laughs> maybe could be okay so here's a crazy thought i have been thinking about this question you know like in some cities uh especially in urban centers programs will be offered to youth to basically keep them active right because mm-hmm. if i don't have anything to do and Midwesterners classic for this. I mean, I would say that's why there's more substance abuse in the Midwest than anywhere else. Right. There's nothing to do. So yeah. I'm going to go, you know, huff some glue. So they would start things like um, uh, basketball leagues mm-hmm. or, you know, safe spaces where people could come together at community rec centers, right? Yeah. And we're going to have a staff so you can exercise. I get it. Going to a concert isn't quite the same thing as getting exercise, but I would also argue. Music is is equally important for mental health and social well-being as physical exercise. Mm -hmm. So let's do both, actually. (laughs) Let's have basketball games with bands playing. Well, and I mean, this has been a while ago now, but I remember there was like church church venues that would do all-ages things. Yeah. Or it would just be like a church's little stage area that you could go do stuff. But there was one out in Odessa, Missouri called The Refuge for a while. This is is going back years now. But... um, the all some all ages spaces did exist. It's just I feel like maybe they weren't very profitable at the time, and they just kind of fell by the wayside. Or like the Altorion, I'm pretty sure was all ages at one point. Um, yeah, I wonder though if that's just something the city. And I'm always going back to poor Mayor Lucas. Uh, <laughs> just realizes we have to put an investment in that. We realize it's not going to be profitable. And as a matter of fact, they might even lose money. Kind of like schools. When we start about privatizing mm-hmm. schools, schools aren't meant to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schools are a service 
They're like healthcare. There's something you do to make a stronger, vibrant community. But then when you think about that too, what's the first thing that gets cut from all government mm. funding yeah. or schools? It's arts. Yeah. So like, I, I honestly don't want to hear from politicians that, oh, we need to do all this stuff. I'm like, well, then stop cutting the arts. Yeah. Because that's the first thing you cut every single time. I just got to believe there are empty spaces in the city mm-hmm. that could be rehabilitated relatively and again, you get some businesses to you know donate the construction costs or whatever costs, and then you basically just need some staff. You need someone yeah. to, to administrate, and you need some security. And you know, you start small and let it grow, and you build up a good feeling with your neighbors, and people yeah. want to make sure nobody messes it mm-hmm. up. I feel like it's very possible. Yeah. yeah. The the DI one. Let's end with that though. The DI one though is interesting because you know the way I understand that term, it's you know, do it yourself. So therefore. When you have things constructed or organized, by definition, it's not DIY. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's like when alternative music was first starting, there was no term alternative music. It was something you wouldn't hear on the radio, right? Right. There was no alternative buzz. There was no <laughs> sound alternative. It was you didn't hear that stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once DIY gets to a certain point where it's become like managed and maintained and cultivated curated but then it's not DIY anymore yeah does that make sense it does get overused I do feel like the term definitely well, uh, well then it like kind of weirds me out because DIY venue it's like a place for people to throw DIY shows like I guess mini bar was a DIY venue you know like there was really? no yeah because there was no door staff or anything it was <laughs> it was somebody from the band or bands like they're just rotating out and taking money at the door. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. technically a DIY show, uh, but I mean, with the with the space expanding a little bit, like they can't really. That's not a feasible thing to do anymore because you're going to have more touring artists and things like that wanting to play that space. So it doesn't make make it feasible to continue it as a DIY space. But like, if. I'm assuming the white schoolhouse has some sort of structure to it, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I, it's not just show up and do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sure there's some sort of structure in there that, and I think you kind of have... a board. Yeah. I'm I sorry, Chris, they have a board. They have Land. a board. Kelly yeah. from Love Garden. Okay. Um, Inez from LK Ultra, Sophie yeah, Johnson, Pat Kennedy. Is oh, okay. Fowley involved in that? Um, you know I'm Fowley? actually not sure if Fowley's involved. I know Jen, Jen Don, okay. Jen, Jen, Jen. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just figured, like, you know, with these, it's becoming less DIY. Like, you can set up a show kind of anywhere. That's DIY. Like, <laughs> doing what... it at your house or doing it on a porch or in a basement. Basements are really the DIY show or do-it-yourself, you know, venue. That's it's the like, way I look like at it. Right. Yeah. Like just, Rochelle's throwing another rager, and she's done it now six or seven times at your mm-hmm. house. Skylar's the DIY scene. You yeah. Know what I'm Until the parents or somebody busts you or the neighbors get sick of it, and then yeah. it moves on four houses or four mm-hmm. blocks away to somebody says, I'll give it a shot. And you got to be really careful. Like, there's been some bad stories about DIY. Like, there was a... Uh, house space for a while maybe in like 08 09 called the rendezvous uh on warwick which was a house that uh housed nine to ten people at any given point and uh they would throw shows there all the time and then you know you throw a show that 300 people show up to and something goes wrong somebody gets shot like it it's a it's an issue you know like there's 
there's reasons why these things don't last super super long but something like the white schoolhouse that has a board you know that's a that's a little bit different of a thing yeah but like otherwise you gotta you gotta really be careful because you want you want uh you want people to show up you know but you also don't want it to get to where you have no you've lost all control of the space and yeah i feel like that's also another reason why like building you know more of a close-knit community is so so important because i feel like they have that in lawrence because it is such a small um space which allows them to you know feel comfortable like Mm -hmm. throwing those kinds of shows Mm -hmm. and like creating a community in which like you can rely on each other to keep people in check and things like that yeah um so when i was your age scholar it was like the rave culture at that time sort of like late 80s -hmm. and you know we'd drive in from lawrence and just be like a warehouse somewhere in kansas city and it was a it was a freaking free-for-all. We're yep. talking about like 500, 1,000 yeah. people doing Lord knows what. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had some security there, I'll say that, yeah. but there was no way they could have policed what I know yeah. was happening. And yeah. those things went until Whenever. 4 or 5 o'clock yeah. in the morning. And then mm-hmm. there'd maybe be another one in the same space a month later. And then yeah. they kept the name, and then it moved and you wait, waited to find out where that was. Right. Because mm-hmm. it just wasn't sustainable. So I think what we're all talking about is safe spaces. Yes. To get young people exposed to new music, mm-hmm. to have an appreciation for live music, to maybe want to get involved as become an artist or have a career in the music industry, to have that sense of community. Yes. And keep it, find a way to make it, you know, sustainable. Yeah. Making money. Yeah, as long as, yeah. Okay. All good things. Well, we are super appreciative to have you. We're going to be sad now. Um, we're going to have to find a concert to like pogo with you at before you go or something <laughs> and rock out. We named a few. Yes. Very excited about, you know, getting getting you on a campus really for the first time with the new major. That sounds great. Making some new connections. Hope that you can get a hold of the Melted Magazine crew too and mm-hmm. They'll, they'll tell you where you need to be you know if you're like looking for things to do i'm sure yeah. they can go on and on and on it could be some great relationships there we'll continue to listen to your program eight to ten now right yes saturday nights what's the best way people just the bridge website yeah you can stream live on the bridge website we also have a bridge app where you can stream from or, okay you know, from your car as mentioned too uh skylar's programs not every program on there is archived most. I think actually maybe so now. Yeah. Before the pandemic, no. So you can catch any of the old episodes. What's your episode number? Oh God, I think one. I don't know the episode number, but I know the playlist I'm on is number one forty eight. Okay. Okay. So. so you can find her work there. There's also again, if you you just search the site, there's some other related interviews, articles you can find as yes. well, and some great other programs. Yeah. Like the Sonic Spectrum, and you know. Go DJ and uh, Revival with Michael Atchison and the 8160 with Chris Hagarian. Yeah, we're stuff. missing it tonight. They're, I know. They're starting their... Well, actually, last week was the first series with Michelle about the uh, mental health survey that she'd administered. Yes. Yes. I was really looking it's forward to so hearing the speaker cool. tonight. And I will, because yes. it's archived. And then, Melt, and then um, sorry, Keeled Scales. That's yes. great. Very excited, again, that you take that initiative and just go get it done. I think you're an inspiration for some of us older folks like... <laughs> Just go do it. Oh. So, well, Chris, Mallory, 
Thanks as always. Put you some double duty here. We'll give you a break yes. for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Kansas City, we're getting here into the summer. The weather's still pleasant, and I hope you all are getting vaccinated, continuing to practice intelligence in whatever degree <laughs> you can exercise it as much as possible. And um, Patrick, I yeah. do want to say a major thank you for having me on this podcast. I really oh, appreciate it. Our, I don't know if that's on there, but. Yes, our, big thank you. Our pleasure, Skylar. Yeah, I'm blushing now, everybody. <laughs> stay safe, stay strong. Peace out. <laughs>